It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Black and Gold Nation, man. We in this thing. Sports coma is going down. Great Saint Think Tank. We in this thing. Much love to the fam. And like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. Where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. I'm Big Q. I'm in the building. Much love to the fam. Appreciate you guys for being here uh, for this late edition of the Thursday stream. Entitled Saints Retain Pete Carmichael Jr. as the OC. I guess somebody had an idea change, huh? They decided to do it. Various other reports said that Pete Carmichael turned it down. He had a change of heart and decided to kind of stop the process as the Saints were bringing in guys, all type of people, guys with no experience, guys with experience, 
when he got Jay Gruden up in here, he's like, you know what? Let me stop these shenanigans. I'm the OC. I'll be the OC. But you got to make sure now that you got my back. Oh, don't worry about it, Pete. We got you, brother. We got you, all right? <laughs> Much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all being in the building. Much love. As we start the stream, much love to my dog, Hoodie Ajube. He was the sponsor of the Sports Coma this month. My dog, Hoodie, much love to you. Uh, please feel free to check out his channel and give the brother a subscribe. He's doing good work over there. Much love to my dog, uh, Hoodie. All right, so with that being said, welcome on into the stream. Big ups to the fam. Appreciate each and every last one of you. Uh, Tyrese, Brian Pearson, Pick It and Flick It. Uh, T Dirty, Trey Joseph, 504, Hot Boy. A Louisiana kid. Yeah, we're going to be doing some New Orleans Breakers content. You better believe it. I got a story I'm going to cover. Matter of fact, today, it's crazy how the, the Great Saint Think Tank be on the same collective, man. It's, it's just amazing. Who that, Dana? What's up, Queen? Who that to you and the rest of the queens and kings of the coma? We in the thing. Zoidy, what's up, fam? Who that to you? Ant-Man. Brother Frederick is in the building. What's up, fam? Brother JT is in the building. Who that to you as well? Much love to the fam. Pelican Nola is in the building as well. Shati is in the building. What's up, fam? Who that to you? Appreciate each and every last one of y'all. That OG in the building. Jerry Paul Jr. is in the building. What's up? Slim South. What's happening, fam? Good to see you as well. Much love to the fam. Nola Balls. I see you, fam. Hit the like button, fam. If you're not a subscriber, please feel free to subscribe and join the Sports Coma, man. The great saying, thank Tang. We in this thing. Free game. What's up, fam? Demetrius. Who that to you as well? Uh, much love to Demi. What's up, queen? Who that to you and all the fam out there? Uh, much love. What's up, Mike Holdem Hook TV in the building? Saints Pelican Nations, who that to you? So in this one, fam, I'm not going <laughs> to. Should I say the words? Should I say the whites? Should I say the whites, fam? I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> y'all be as pissed as me as uh, as football people on Su Super Bowl Sunday. Think y'all can sneak into church early uh, Sunday morning, get a sermon and sneak out before the game starts? <laughs> An all-star break on a Sunday. Yeah, man, I get in here, get me some, get the wood, man, and then get out just enough time, man, so I catch that all-star game. Then that old preacher start talking. He <laughs> be pissed off. And the preacher trying to save your soul. Trust me, he don't care about that game, man. <laughs> Much love to the fam. What's up, Colorado? Who that to you? Charles, brother Charles in the building. Snake biting the rest of the fam. What's up, Yen? Who that to you, fam? Appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being here. So, we're going to get to it. We're going to cover uh, some items on this one, man. We're going to we, uh, quite a few interesting stories, man. The show should run about an hour. Uh, no more than that. Uh, and of course, we'll we'll have it. What's up, Derek? Who that to you, fam? And of course, tomorrow we'll do our longer show. Two longer shows. Matter of fact, the Pelican postgame report will be later on tomorrow. We'll recap tonight's matchup where the Pelicans fell just sharp. Of the of the loss against uh, the Mavericks, it was a feisty game. The Pelicans went down. They came back, try to get in that thing, and it didn't work. But we'll be uh, Friday night. Uh, it's already set up. You go to Pelican uh, the the Pelican post game report and catch that one. It'll be at nine o'clock tomorrow. And of course, we'll open up the phone lines. Have Pelican discussion, man. The Pelican post game report is the you know what it is the you know what and it's all because of the flock man and of course the sports cone will be coming at you as well we'll open up the phone lines tomorrow as we usually do on our friday streams uh hoodie thank you for your super chat fam says with pete back as oc i really feel so much better yes indeed and really feel confident we're going to resign Jameis winston now i hope you're right on that man as we you know we talked about the with cam and i had that interview that i was going to play about five days ago when Cam was on first take with Stephen A. Smith 
and Cam was talking and, and Stephen A. Smith challenged him on it. And at least I can uh, uh, respect Stephen A. Smith with his boisterous, uh, 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 you know, I was about to say something, <laughs> but he did, at least he did challenge Cam's thought process on that. And then Cam kind of went further into it. And I'm pretty sure most of you guys heard that uh, as he is backing first Jameis Winston while recruiting other quarterbacks if Jameis doesn't stay. But listen, either way, I don't know. I know he wants to win. But either way, you know, either way, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I hear you on that, Cam. Like, he wants to win. That's the bottom line, man. Uh, Laura, who that to you, fam? What's up, Kim? Who that to you as well? Much love to the kings and queens of the coma. I appreciate y'all. Brian said, I thought we wasn't coming on tonight. Thought, uh, yeah, nah, the Patreon stream is yesterday, fam. Uh, well, not yesterday. When was it? Wednesday? Yeah, it was. Wednesday, we, we put out the stream and people didn't get the link in time. I don't know what was up with that. Uh, but anyway, we're going to uh, try it again and I'll reach out to support on Patreon and see what we can do about it. But there are other shows like TSC Unleashed. We got a show coming out on uh, TSC Unleashed. And that's not just sports. We cover entertainment on that, too. We'll be doing that when firing up that this week as well. And of course, on Q, the uh, on Q with Big Q got a new show coming out with some heavyweight information. It's been about a couple of weeks since we did a, the last stream. But that on Q with Big Q coming out with some heavy Heavy stuff. I got doctors that's going to be on there talking about some stuff. And most of this stuff, you can't even hear nowhere because it's just locked down. But I got it for you on that one there. So join the patreon.com forward slash the pro media network. That's where you can get those shows that I spoke about. You can get the uh, on Q, with the, the TSC Q&A live, which is through our U- you can get that through our YouTube membership family and Patreon. But those other shows exclusively to the Patreon uh, uh, platform. Anyway, let's get into the show. Much love to the fam. I appreciate you guys for being here. 504 High Boy, Derek Cropper, all you guys. I see you there. Appreciate you. What's up, Seth? Who that to you? And brother JT, much love to you. So with that being said, fam, let's dig into some of these uh, these first stories here. <clears throat> and we'll start off with the Carmichael story. Obviously, is this is the stream is named after the sources. And of course, this was a bit of a surprise here. And matter of fact, that go to camp thing right there. There it is right there. I'll, I'll play that after we read this article right here, but that's a snippet about 59 seconds of Cam talking about. I don't know if that's the part where he mentions it. But anyway, uh, New Orleans Saints retaining Pete Carmichael Jr. as offensive coordinator under new head coach Dennis Allen. This was originally the plan. And then uh, according to various articles by very credible people, not just some guys outside the building, but people close to the team were saying that Carmichael did not want the OC job. He did not want it. Maybe perhaps he was kind of talked into it. Let's get into the article uh, by Mike Triplett. New Orleans Saints will return long, will retain longtime offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael Jr. under new head coach Dennis Allen. Sources confirmed to ESPN on Wednesday. The news was first reported by the NFL Network. Now, it does with him being named the OC. It does kill whatever uh, love or connection that most people wanted to see Eric B. Enemy. Uh, as the OC, you know, maybe the Saints fork out some more dough. That is a, that is slam put. The Saints considered external candidates included report report interviews with former Washington head coach Jay Gruden, current Indianapolis Colts running back coach Scotty Montgomery, among others. But they ultimately decided to stick with Carmichael, who has been with the Saints with the team since the, he first uh, joined uh, Coach Payton's original staff in 06. So, yes, Carmichael been with the Saints for a long time. He set up under coach Payton with a number, a number of different jobs, offensively speaking, and really a 50 year old coach with all of the, the advanced training that he had, how to operate coach Payton system. 
would work. And the thing about Carmichael, like I say, he's a low key dude, doesn't want to, you know, to be out front and all that kind of stuff. But the thing that really makes Carmichael attractive, if you think about it in terms of what he brings to the squad, is the fact that he the team still wants Coach Payton's offense, even though Coach Payton's not here. Now, what they do not get with Coach Payton going is that, you know, that brashness that come with those play calls. Like instead of going for it and putting your power set in there and running with that fourth and one, here come Coach Payton with an end around. <laughs> Hopefully that type of shit's dead. But yeah, the 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 uh the gambler mentality that Coach Payton had on calls, uh that that will definitely be dialed way back because Carmichael is very conservative. He will give you more of a balanced approach that a lot of who that family members are looking for. So they won't, even though Coach Payton get, got out of here, they still want some semblance of his offense that we've had so much success with. And who's better to operate the, the offensive coordinator position? Maybe Drew Brees, but of course he's broadcasting. But Carmichael, who's 50, was promoted to the coordinator in 09 and called plays in the 2011, 2012, and 2016 season. He was instrumental in designing and developed the Saints' prolific offense alongside of Coach Payton and Drew Brees. He also was, and it's just me talking, he was really good at, uh, at going to Kinko's and putting together those extremely, really colorful Waffle House menus that Coach Payton likes to cover his face up with. <laughs> uh, and also, whom he also coached early in Brees' career with the Chargers, so you can see that connection that the Saints have not yet announced their choice to replace Allen as the defensive coordinator. That should be coming soon, according to words on the street. Defensive line coach, assistant head coach Ryan Nielsen, and secondary coach Chris Richard. Uh, in my opinion, Chris Richard should be the dude. The Saints are very high on Ryan Nielsen as far as where he goes. Uh, but, you know, he's ready to be a defensive coordinator. He's never done it before. But he has a lot of respect to those guys on the defense. It wouldn't be a stretch for me to see Dennis Allen grab Ryan Nilsom as the coordinator or as opposed to Chris Richard, which I'm t listen. I loved Ryan Nilsom's intensity, his passion, but the resume, the better resume is with Chris Richard, the, the architect of the Legion of Boom. We'll see how it all goes going down the pike because they did interview uh, now linebackers coach Mike Wilhart, who was here before. And Detroit's Lions defensive back coach, passing game coordinator, Aubrey Pe uh, Pleasant, about to say Peasant. Allen and Saints general manager, Mickey Loomis, yeah, yeah, both made it clear after Peyton decided to step away from coaching that they weren't looking to overhaul the team. Yeah, he did say that. And that has the NFL's second best regular season record over the past five seasons. And Allen said he doesn't, quote, see the offense being run too dissimilarly from what he he we've been able to do in the past end quote outside of some possible tweaks. What's the possible tweaks running the ball more running that ball more. Here's one of the quotes right here. Quote. I think that was one of the unique things about this job is that this was not a broken job. This is a job that has a foundation and a culture of winning. That's already been built in quote. Allen said during the direct, the inductory news conference, though he insisted he plans to put his quote own spin in quote on things and quote, I want to take the lessons that I've learned. I want to build upon these lessons and I want to create my own legacy here with the New Orleans Saints, end quote, along with Coach Payton's offense and yada, yada, yada. Really, this is like putting the team in autopilot, fam, for real. You know, all you have to do is, you know, and I know it sounds simple, but you're going to have to look at your team really, really under a microscope, especially the offensive side of it. The offensive side of the Saints team 
needs because we did this on the uh, Q and A, the TSC Q and A. We put the, we looked at the offensive players that are left, and then I asked the family members, looking at the depth charts, when I had it on screen, do is this t- is with that what we have there is that enough to take you to the and obviously people's like hell no <laughs> however the saints do need to find ways to revive an offense that finished 28th in the nfl in total yards and dead last in passing in 2021 much of which can be attributed to a barrage of injuries to Jameis winston all pro wide receiver michael thomas all pro offensive tackles teron armstead and ryan big check ram check They've already begun making some changes to the offensive coaching staff, including last week's hire of former Buffalo Bill and Jacksonville Jaguar head coach Doug Marone as the offensive line coach. Marone previously worked with Allen and Carmichael as another member of Peyton's original staff from 2006 to 2008, serving as the Saints then offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. New Orleans will also have to choose the right quarterback this offseason, which Allen acknowledged is, quote, the most important decision you'll make, end quote, which is true. Now, Winston is certainly a leading candidate to return to the role in 2022, but he is unsigned. He's unsigned for agent. And the Saints also potentially aim high with a trade for an elite quarterback, despite their salary cap constraints. So all things are on the table. Jameis Winston most certainly would make sense for the black and gold Saints at this juncture. We'll just have to wait and see. If that's indeed the case. Now, for a little sidebar, let me play this. Y'all let me know if y'all can hear this. Put one in the chat if y'all can hear this. If not, we'll move on to the next story. We'll come back to it later. This is uh what Cam was saying. I, I don't know if this is the part where Stephen comment, Stephen A quizzed him about what he was saying about uh Jameis. Okay, family saying they can't hear it. We're going to bounce on it, fam. We'll come back to it. All right, let's move on to this one right here. Bengals' Eli Apple, former Saint, says all jokes and hate pointed his way, quote, rewoke a fire, end quote. First of all, let me tell you something, bro. It just shows the man got hit in the head too much. And usually, it's just ridiculous. All the jokes and hate pointed his way. Bro, you live in a universe where you get what you give. Nobody wasn't even worrying about you until you start talking reckless about the family base, they city, and they food. Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. 
You talked about how dirty the city was, how it stinked. You also talked about how the food is bad and it's awful and it's giving people brain damage. And this had nothing to do with anything. But all of a sudden, it's about you flipping to that victim bullshit. Excuse my French. All right, Cincinnati Bengals cornerback Eli Apple has been a hot topic on social media since he struggled during his team's loss to the Rams and becoming the target of jokes and criticism. This is by NOLA.com's Patrick McGee. Before he ever took the field at SoFi Stadium on Sunday, he had already been receiving plenty of heat with Saints' favor. It wasn't just the Saints' people, it was other people too, leading the way following his comments that criticized Saints' and Giants fans. The former defensive back for the Saints also called New Orleans the dirtiest city in the Twitter rank. It, what, it, and really, there was no need to even to do that. What you thought was going to happen, dude, seriously. Apple was fairly subdued during his preparations for the Super Bowl, but he took to Instagram on Thursday to respond to criticism he's been receiving from all corners of the NFL, including current and former players. And he said, y'all rewoke y'all. And see, this was you, you supposed to be had this fire. How you playing in the Super Bowl? When you don't have a fire turned on. Y'all reawoke a fire in me that will only make me stronger. And I'm beyond excited to unleash the demon again. What's up with these guys using demon references? Again, to exponentially levels, uh, exponential levels on any uh, op op that lines up across me from the next season. You might not even get a job next year. Apple said at the end of his statement on Instagram with the comments about New Orleans and his performance in the Super Bowl, Apple has unleashed a social media hate fest that hasn't slowed down much since he first posted around on Twitter. And here he goes. New Orleans is the dirtiest, smelliest city has the worst food ever. You have the worst. That's right. You got the dirtiest, not only this dirtiest, but the smelliest city. And has the worst food ever. So you, so you, you, so let me get this straight from Eli Apple. He said, "Your city dirty, and it stank, and the food is awful, and that swine, meaning that's a term that people use for pork, and crawfish, that's killing y'all brains. Y'all meaning all of the who that nation. Even though most people don't, some of the people don't even eat that. As long as he continues to make comments and feed the flames, it'll be hard for the Ohio State product to avoid being the butt of jokes in the future. Now he's gonna be that forever." And the reality is you're going to lose because it's you you can't compete. You're going up against the people and you're in a state of wrong. You're, you're totally wrong here. You can't. The, the Saints traded for this guy. Brongamia showed you love when nobody wanted you. The people supported you. And the reason why you didn't make it is because you couldn't perform up to standards. You couldn't satisfy the who that nation. You couldn't satisfy the team enough for the coach to say, you know what? You have we going to keep you here. And and we'll work with you. No, no, you will. And see, the Saints were so good with people. Just like if you think about it with Ken Crawley, the Saints would give you an opportunity, even though Ken Crawley was terrible prior to him uh, uh, coming back here. But he came back here, showed up and he had a work ethic that he was willing to handle the business. He had a, he had he had a work ethic that he was ready to handle the business. And as that result, the Saints showed him love. He stepped up and did that. They showed we gave this man love. It's not like we just like you hear the story about who was it? Uh, K.J. Wright, who said he was trying to sign with the Saints, but the Saints didn't want him. Did y'all hear that one? K.J. Wright said he was trying to sign with the Saints, but the Saints didn't want him. I was like, oh, wow. How about that? K.J. Wright and freaking Demario Davis next to each other. But anyway, we don't we don't worry, we ain't gonna worry about that because Quan Alexander did just fine. And the rest of the guys did just fine. But could you imagine? Anyway. But this guy here, when nobody, when the Giants got rid of him and he came here, the Saints gave this guy an opportunity to be a player for him. Now, 
the the thing is to show you how messed up the mentality of some of these people are is that instead of taking onus, it wasn't the who that nation or the Giants family that would that pushed you into the bottom and said, you know what? Uh, you gonna we're gonna trip you up on the field. We're gonna lasso you. We're gonna put uh, banana pudding in your shoes. We're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, put uh, 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 bad smelling diapers in your helmet. No, nah, we ain't do none of that. You know, we're gonna fill your your gloves with mustard. We ain't do none of that. You went out there and you was the butt of your own damn jokes. You went out there dumb as hell, turned around as hell, non fundamental as hell. The people recognized you as the weak link and they attacked you. That had nothing to do with us. And you, my friend, was the reason why the team, why the team is what they are. You are. So all this stuff about you awoke a demon in me. That's the problem with you. Leave the demons alone, partner, because the demon is what got your ass in trouble because it was the dumbass demon that told you to say that rhetoric about the city of New Orleans. So stop it, man. Take onus of your response. Take responsibility for your actions, brother. Take responsibility. Stop talking about people's city, bro. I mean, stop talking about people's city. And when people are not going to understand you mad at them because they didn't give you an opportunity. But don't get don't don't sit up here and pretend like the who that nation ain't show you no love. And that now you the victim because people coming at you when you were the one that incited the whole damn thing. See, just just these people crazy, man. I told you they crazy as hell. Anyway, let's move on to the next story right here. And this one coming from Yahoo Sports to saying Chiefs uh, Chris Lamonts turns himself in after alleged Las Vegas assault with Elvin Kamara. And I can't say the cornerback Chris Lemons or Lamonts turned himself in to authorities and appeared in the Las Vegas court on Thursday after he was charged in connection with an incident in the city early this month with New Orleans Saints running back Elvin Kamara. Give me just a second, fam. Let me give some uh, hold on here. All right. Thank you, KT, for your super chat, brother. KT says, bump that clown. His uncle is cool, though. OK, <laughs> thank you, KT. Appreciate you in the super chat, bro. All right. Lemons, uh, Lemons, whatever how you pronounce it, was charged with battery result and substantial bodily harm and conspiracy to commit battery. Conspiracy to commit battered the hell out the man. <laughs> you mean conspiracy? There ain't no conspiracy about it. Per the Las Vegas Review Journal, he did not enter a plea. His attorney said he posted a five thousand dollar bail. He's doing court again on March the 16th. Now, Lamont's Kamara and two others have been charged in the February 6th incident in which they allegedly beat a man unconscious. They tried to turn the man into wine. They were stumping on him, trying to convert a human into wine. That's what's going on at Dre at Dre's nightclub inside the Cromwell Hotel on the Las Vegas Strip. Two other men, per the report, were arrested on Monday. The alleged victim sustained multiple injuries, including a fractured orbital bone. The alleged victim said he met Kamara's party at an elevator. He says this is what his account is. The alleged victim sustained. Uh, well, hold on. He said he met Kamara's party at an elevator at the club around 630 a.m. That day before he was pushed and then beaten, Kamara poorly told police that the alleged victim called one of his friends ugly before the scuffle began. The man said he was pushed and then punched by a man at Kamara's party. And then Kamara poorly joined others in beating the alleged victim. The man was stumped 23 times and punched nine more before he was left unconscious. Police said security broke up the fight before escorting Kamara's group 
out of the club. It's unclear what role Lamont's had in the altercation. Police said they have security surveillance footage that backs up the victim's claims, though it has not been made public and it won't until the time comes. Now, Kamar was arrested at the Pro Bowl, which was played at the uh, Allegiant State. I hope I pronounced that correct. Stadium just off the strip and police said they and the NFL knew hours before the game that Kamar was a suspect. Now, Lamont, who's 26, just finished his third season in the NFL and second with the Chiefs. He appeared in 12 games last season, mostly on special teams and six total tackles and one fumble recovery. So this is Mr. Chris Lamont. And that was a lemon move right there, to be honest with you, because we talked about this before, you know, and you just have to understand that they got people out there that are willing to be, uh, uh, you know, you know, to take the beating for the for the money. And this gentleman, uh, according to several accounts, instigated because he was talking, uh, trying to holler at the girl that was Elvin Kamara's lady who was with these other guys. And he was trying to talk to him and oh, I guess they wasn't having it. So he called the other guy ugly. And he, in his account, he uh, astutely does not mention or omits the fact that he called him, that he said that he'll whoop that man's ass. That's what he said in, in several other reports of what the alleged victim was talking about. So a scuffle broke out. None of them guys got hurt except for uh, the wine man who owns the winery now because he could buy several of them. Now he about to get super paid. And like I said before, the dude, this was a whole little game that they ran, a little setup on him. And and like I said, I was I went and checked the, the dude's social media, man. And on yeah, he on there talking big snap because he got the camera footage. He got it was a whole game. I wouldn't be surprised if they went and did some background on this dude and find that he has other encounters, not with other people, but like scammy type behaviors going on. That guy probably have a rap sheet long as my arm. Yeah, you do some research on them and, and, and you'll be able to find a lot of stuff out on this guy. And I'm pretty sure that's what Alvin Kamara's lawyers are going to do. The probably the, the defense is going to be they're going to try to set up a, a, a situation like this dude is a scam artist or he's somebody they're going to go look. They're already digging into his background, his criminal record. I'm telling you, they're going to mount a defense saying this guy targeted Kamara. He's a young man. He's a multimillionaire and all of that kind of guy. And he eventually he's going to have to pay him something. But you know how they're going to spin it. It's going to be interesting to see because mid-March uh, is when all this is supposed to happen. And Kamara is, is, is working on that defense. But that videotape back in the alleged victim. Anyway, let's move on to the next article. And this is from our good friends at the uh, uh, Saints News Network. Mr. John Hendricks says Michael Thomas references Kobe Bryant demon mode. Here come another demon reference on Instagram. Michael Thomas was solely missed from the Saints offense last year and all signs are pointing to a strong comeback season in 2022. Michael Thomas is going on. He's going to be an important part of what the Saints tried to do in 2022. And he made an interesting Instagram post Tuesday. Thomas removed all his posts on Instagram and I has one remaining that's entitled 2022 and it's demon mode. So, of course, he tunes into the demon mode comment, uh, uh, the commentary of Kobe Bryant stepping into and getting into that uh, that mindset, that in the zone mentality where he takes over. The video hones in on something that late Kobe Bryant said about his work 
ethic. I'm relentless. I want to win and want to win by any means necessary. And that's when that demon comes out. <laughs> the demon comes out. It's very, it's, it's very weird how these words, you know what I'm saying? There's been a lot of talk about to say, why do you, why got to be a demon? Why don't that angel come out? You know what I'm saying? Why got to be a demon? I, I'm just asking. Thomas away said, <laughs> There's been a lot of talk about the Saints trading Thomas away since last year's fiasco with the surgery and setbacks. But all these uh, those fences were mended. We got further confirmation from the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport just a few days ago that the team wasn't going to trade him, which is a smart move. He's been in communication with the team and he's one of the players around when Sean Payton held his press conference to announce that he was stepping down. Even during the season, Thomas was spotted around the facility. Everything that's been Heard has been positive and most of its centers around Thomas being hungry and ready to get back into the mix. It even looks like things are smooth between him and CD Deuce. The Saints offense desperately lead him in the lineup and the next quarterback for the team will rely heavily on him. While we still wait who that may be, who, you know, what offense coordinated, which this is right. This is written prior to the Carmichael situation. And Thomas will certainly provide a huge shot in the arm for New Orleans and they should get even more weapons to help. Yes. Yeah, so Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, about uh, dealing with the whole situation uh, with uh, with Michael Thomas. It was a smart move to keep Michael Thomas because of all the flux in the Saints offense, seriously speaking. Teron Armstead, chances are you're going to lose Teron Armstead. You move Ryan Ramchick to the blindside tackle position, you got to get a right tackle. Is that Andrews Pete? Is that Landon Young? Is it a guy that they draft? Or maybe it's say, you know, we'll see. But it's a combination of thereof. And of course, you have to just answers about it. Andrews Pete, is he healthy? Is he ready, ready to go? I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to rework his money. How about Cesar Ruiz? Does Ruiz stay at guard or do you make him to center? You know, the, you know, the, are you happy with him? Uh, you know, it's stuff, uh, you know, around the offensive line that needs to be fixed. Every room, including the quarterback room, running back room, wide receiver room, tight end room, offensive line and depth on the offensive line, all those rooms and depth. They need help all across the board, offensively speaking, especially with the previous article stipulating about Elvin Kamara and chances are it could be six to eight games I'm hearing. But you got a commissioner that hates you. So don't be surprised if it be a little bit more than that. So with that being said, that's the bad news. The good news is it happened in a time frame which you could prepare for. it. So uh, moving forward, a lot of help needs to be gotten on the Saints offense is a positive sign that they keep Carmichael as the OC finally steps up, takes the job because it does uh, levelize things to a degree. It gives you a concept of what kind of offense you're going to run, basically bring as opposed to bringing somebody else in here. And you got to teach all this shit over, over and again, getting Carmichael here basically keeps things relatively the same. It helps with the learning process of the players here to keep doing this. It's just, it's, you know, it's a smart move, in my opinion. Anyway, let's keep it moving to the next article. And this is coming from uh, the Canal Street Chronicles, Mr. Donalds. He said, another day, another quarterback. <laughs> Saints grab yet another different franchise QB and Todd, uh, Todd McShay's latest mock draft. So let's delve into another day, another mock. Another mock, another quarterback sent to the Saints in the first round of the 2022 NFL draft. McShay recently put out his first round mock VSPN. The Saints grabbed the franchise quarterback with the 18th overall selection and a name many who that nation have hoped the Saints will consider is Mr. Matt Carell from Ole Miss. Now, Carell, you know, despite a, fa- a, a big contract, Taysom isn't the Saints answer at quarterback. Nope. Will they resign Jameis Winston? They should. But we'll see. Could they find a way to make a big improvement via the trade? Now, you see Cam Jordan out pushing 
the narrative so that he can, you know, want a big quarterback. Because a, a big quarterback, or I guess you could say one of the top three that they're looking at, and we all know who they are. If you get one of those guys, it raises the level of success for your team. Now, of course, Jameis, in my opinion, in his third year in the Saints offense, and remember, it's pretty much the same. It stays pretty much the same. You might change a few things here or there, but his uh, progression should, uh, you know, follow into Carmichael's administration. So could they find a way to make a, a big improvement via trade? It's possible. New coach Dennis Allen would exhaust all options on the center, though the team's perpetual salary cap concerns could limit them up over 60. And some have it between 55 to $71 million pitfall for the Saints. New Orleans tied Carolina for a league low 58.1% completion percentage in 21. And after 187.4 passing yards per game, was last in the NFL. Correll has a live arm, will lead receivers in extra yardage, and can tuck and run when that's. He's a phenomenal athlete. He gave the LSU Tigers defense all it can handle. He had a really good season for Ole Miss last year. And you knew when I remember when I first Correll first stepped on the scene, it was this little old dude, and he man, he was he had like 400 yards rushing against the Tigers, and I think that was his first start or something like that. The kid's phenomenal. You know, and he developed in Lane Kiffin's uh, a system. And if he's the guy, and that's what a lot of people would like to see Correll as the guy, because he he has that athletic com- that com- and he's not a bad uh, quarterback too. He's not a bad quarterback if you look. And he goes some highlights here of him right here. So anyway, he's tough in the pocket, but has brought some durability concerns that will need to be evaluated. Correll hurt his ankle in Ole Miss bowl game. So yeah, he's quite the athlete. Pittsburgh's quarterback Kenny Pickett. Uh, it's largely seen to be number one quarterback in this year's class. He went 11th overall to the Commer- the Commodores. I would have said the Washington Commodores, but it's the Com- Commanders. I would have liked the Commodores better. What y'all think, fam? The Washington Commodores. I would have liked that. You know what I'm saying? And then you would have uh, Lionel Richie as a mascot. And he'd be singing at the... <laughs> nah, you know what? Second thought, the Commanders are better. Knowing that the New Orleans Saints would likely grab one of the top quarterbacks left with the 18th pick. McShay predicts the Steelers jump ahead of the Saints to grab their uh, preference of quarterback with the 17th overall pick. In this mock, the Steelers jump to the 17th pick with the Chargers to select Liberty's quarterback Malik Willis, a player who has uh, shot up many draft boards after a strong senior board performance. Not mad at Willis. Those are three quarterbacks selected in the first round for those curious. There were still plenty of wide receivers available for the Saints in the mock draft. Arkansas's Trey Line, Burke, Trey Burks, a lot of people love. He went to the Eagles in this mock draft. Ohio State's Chris Olevy went the tw- 22nd to the Raiders. Alabama, Jamison Winston, Williams, and <laughs> Williams went to 27 to the Bucks and Penn State's Dotson, 30 overall to the Chiefs. We're all there for the taking. All right. Thank you, Donald. Say, what's up, Big Q? So the Saints gave Pete more money. I don't know if it was money or not. Uh, We're going to probably hear from uh, Carmichael down the line. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Uh, about what made it why he decided to to do that because the Saints were already into looking for the offensive coordinator, talking to everybody. And Pete Carmichael, I don't know if Dennis Allen went to him and said, "Come on, Pete, man, we doing all this due diligence to find these people. Could you just take the job? And if uh, you make up, you make I, I will take all the pressure off of you, man. You know, yada yada yada. Who knows if it was more money? I don't think Carmichael wanted more money. You know, at first, that's what the reports were saying, that he just he didn't want the OC job. I don't know if he was talked into it or whatever, but we'll figure that out once they start doing the interviews and people can be able to ask Carmichael about that, because that'll be coming sooner or later. All right. And then, of course, the final article, have a look at the new uniforms revealed by your USFL New Orleans Breakers. Now, remember, the Breakers was from the USFL. This was years ago to the the old school throwbacks uh, out there. With the Breakers, man. But guess what? The Breakers are back and they'll be playing uh, this year. So this is the uniform of the of your Los Angeles Breakers. And yep, they had their helmet. It was a little different. But those are the colors of the Breakers. That's the helmet right there. And then, remember, these teams will be playing. The, the Breakers will be playing out of uh, Birmingham. They got them all playing uh, the first year out of, uh, out of Birmingham Stadium. Uh, until then, the next year, they'll go to their hometown stadium. So this is the helmet of the New Orleans Breakers, man. It's the uniform. Y'all tell me what y'all think about the Breakers. And yeah, we're going we gonna to cover some Breaker commentary as well, man. We're going to cover them. Matter of fact, let's get into some of this right here by Pat McGee as well. USL released uh, images Thursday of the new uniforms for the New Orleans Breakers who have been revived as a part of the league's reboot set for this spring. Now, all the USFL games will be played this year in Birmingham at the new protective stadium at Legion Field. The plan is to move the teams to their own markets the following year, but there's a chance multiple teams may remain in Birmingham next season. Now, former Southern Miss and North Carolina head coach Larry Fedora has been hired to be the Breakers coach. His staff has yet to be announced. And like you're saying, this is uh, some of the Breakers commentary here. And you can see right here, you know, them putting on and showing you some of the uniforms and and showing you the wave and New Orleans Breakers, man. And there you go. So April the 16th, the USFL is back in the building. Again, so the Breakers existed as a part of the original USFL season plan in 1983 campaign in Boston, 1984 in the Superdome in New Orleans, and 1985 at the Civic Stadium in Portland, Oregon. Former Oklahoma running back Marcus Dupree was the biggest name on the roster when the Breakers played in, in New Orleans. And the USFL has broadcast contracts with NBC and Fox, which owns the new league. So it's a, it's a real different thing. NBC is now part of it. Fox and they both combined two rival uh syndicate platforms <laughs> uh, combined to create their own league. And then it was at one time where you had the XFL, which is owned by the rock and several other uh, uh, partners was supposed to merge with the USFL. There were talks for them to do that, but they couldn't work it out. So that would have been fly too, because that's less competition, more teams put into the hole that could still be revisited. Who knows, you know, because it'll take multiple leagues to can to compete with a behemoth like the NFL anyway. 
All right, so there you go. The blue wave is uh, incoming. That's, you know, they're showing you some of the, uh, let me see if I can pull up on the uh, Twitter account right here. As you can see, they're showing you some of the, the home, the away jerseys, which is all white with the blue, and the home jerseys there. So pretty cool. What y'all think about that? That's pretty cool. We got another uh, team here, another football team come back. USFL announced this week that it's playoffs and championships games will be played starting on June the 25th at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, which is next to Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. The USFL season is scheduled to start on April the 16th in Birmingham. Also on Thursday, the USFL had a lottery for the upcoming draft. The Breakers received the eighth and final overall selection in the first round. The rest of the first round order will be number one, Michigan, two, Tampa Bay, three, Philly, four, New Jersey, five, Houston, Birmingham at six, and seven, Pittsburgh. The franchise include in the eight-team USFL, and their coaches are Birmingham Stallions, Luce, I mean Skip Holtz, I'm about to say Lou Holtz, uh, head coach Skip Holtz, Pittsburgh Maulers head coach Kirby Wilson, the New Jersey Generals head coach Mike Riley, the Houston Gamblers head coach Kevin Sumlin, uh, you know, Tampa Bay Bandits head coach Todd Haley, a Philadelphia Stars head coach Bart Andrus, New Orleans Breakers head coach Larry Fedora, and Michigan Panthers head coach Jeff Fisher, the former Tennessee Titans uh, coach for many years, is back in the professional ranks. So those are the teams and those are the coaches' family. And like I said, April the 16th, it all started with your New, New Orleans Breakers, man. That's pretty cool that the Breakers are here. So let's just do a quick recap of the stories covered tonight. The New Orleans Saints retained Pete Carmichael as their offensive coordinator under the under new head coach Dennis Allen. We talked about that. We also covered the article about uh, Eli Apple, a former saint, says all jokes and hate pointed his way. Rewoke a fire. Well, bro, don't forget you was the one that was talking. People calling New Orleans a dirty, smelly city with horrible food, uh, really bad food, and that the swine and the crawfish is giving y'all brain damage. So you insult the people's intelligence and, and also talks mess about the Giants. And then turns into a victim and says all the hate that he's begin. I, I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal how ridiculous that is. Also, we talked about the uh, chiefs. Chris Lamont turns himself in and he was with Elvin Kamara doing some of the uh, creation of the winery uh, in uh, Las Vegas. And he turned himself in. We talked about that. Uh, Mike Thomas reference to demon mode. We covered that into this show as well as talked about the uh, Saints grab yet another different franchise QB in Todd makes a uh, Todd McShay's mock draft, which is Mr. Uh, Matt Carell from Ole Miss. How you feel about that, KT? And of course, we covered uh, all items on your New Orleans Breakers. Uh, who's the coach, the uniforms. We talked about a little history of it as the Breakers are coming soon. Pretty cool. All right. That was pretty cool, and that was a lot going on, wasn't it, fam? Please feel free to hit the like button, family. Hit the hell out the like button uh, as well. So that's very pretty good. Pretty good seeing that the uh, uh, the New Orleans Breakers, man. Yes, and we will be covering some break, Breakers commentary here, no doubt about it, man. It's our New Orleans club, man, and anytime you get New Orleans pro football, you got to step up to the plate, fam. You got to step up. All right, fam, so we got about 15, maybe 16 minutes left. We're going to go to about an hour, and then we're going to shut it down here. It's about 15 more minutes, and I'm going to got to cut it off, baby. got to cut it. All right, so anyway, let's get some uh, comments in from the family members up in this thing uh, as well. All right, uh, once again, thank the family members for the uh, super chat. 
uh, as well. Appreciate y'all, man, for being in the stream. Much love to the fam as well. All right, fam, let me read a couple of y'all commentaries, man, in this one. All right, let me see. Uh, Demi says Winston will need a lot of weapons and protection for sure. Yeah, you know, I agree with you, Demi. Uh, absolutely. Um, you're absolutely right on that because the way I see it is if you take a look at uh, the offensive line, I'm not completely like last year that the, the Saints have talent on the offensive line, but the mentality wasn't there. You know what I mean? The the kick your behind, um, you dominating mentality the Saints had, offensively speaking, was not there. It wasn't present. Not consistently. It was games where it wasn't. If it was like if we had, if the line would have had that mentality against the Carolina Panthers, I think that the first time we matched them, it would have been a different effect. Uh, and then drought. Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. You know, the season, you would see it pop up here or there. I was like, damn, what is this all about here? What is going on here? But anyway, you know, hopefully we can kind of get back to that once Big Check gets uh, healthy again. He'll be the new leader of the Saints offensive line. And the Saints are really good at finding offensive linemen to put there. So we just have to kind of add to it, fix some of the, see what we're going to do with Andrus. If Andrus can stay healthy. The Cesar Ruiz thing is a lot, is the biggest question outside of the right tackle, who's going to be the right tackle position when the blind side move comes, because Teron Armstead is obviously going to hit the free agency list. I mean, his market value, uh, according to Sport Track, is 20 plus million annually. So we'll see if that happens or not. And they got a lot of people that's still looking for a, a book in uh, blindside tackle when he's healthy. Teron Armstead will be a, a asset to your squad. Uh, Devin, who that to your fam said, watch the football team sound better than the damn commanders. <laughs> yeah, I think they just happened to get any old name, man. I was shooting for the Commodores. That's what I wanted. You can get the Commodores, man, you know. But see, that guy didn't want pay. See, they had a guy, the Red Wolves. He, and KT mentioned that the Red Wolves or the Wolf Pack would have been better. But see, they had a guy, a businessman, ran up and, and um, what he did was he copy protected those names. And Snyder would have to go to the guy and pay whatever price he wanted for those names. And he did not want to do that. So he just came, pulled the commanders out of his rear side uh, and did it. I would have done, you know, I know he won't use the Washington Generals. <laughs> That probably would have been the best ones right there. The Washington Generals, but that sounds too much like the the uh, Harlem Globetrotters Generals they used to beat on and, and used to throw the ball between their legs and dump on them and, and spin them around in the circle and all that. That sounds too much to that, I guess. But the the Commanders is kind of a lame name to me. I'm not a Washington person, but whether your name is the Commanders or, or the Little Law Cabins, the Saints going to beat the snot out you every time. <laughs> So much love to the Washington uh, Law Cabins uh, or, or whatever their damn name is, the uh, Pepsi Bottles. We're going to handle our business against y'all. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Uh, Gundam says, what's up, Gundam? Says, Matt Carell, nice arm, accurate in the pocket, quick release. But Smart Money says, Jameis Winston. I would love to have Jameis back. I want to have Jameis back, no doubt about it. 
Uh, we'll see where it goes if if Carmichael wants to operate with Jameis. It makes all the sense if you if you follow in the continuity model, which is why Dennis Allen is your head coach because of continuity, which is why uh, Pete Carmichael finally is your offensive coordinator because of continuity, meaning they don't want to have any breakages and what the Saints have been doing over the last 10 plus years here. So if it's continuity, then you expect that to uh, still continue along with Jameis Winston being a quarterback again and and that wouldn't be a bad fit because he wouldn't come he wouldn't come extremely expensive and you just have to be able to get some offensive linemen up there you got to give him some weapons with the wide receivers you got to give some help at the running back room because Kamara going to be out for at least half your season and then you know it's other things as well but yes the Saints need help in every room we got a lot of draft picks we're going to bring some undrafted guys in here and it's just going it's going to be interesting because the onus is on the offensive side of the football. We got some questions defensively, but boy, the offense is definitely somewhere they need to focus their attention to, no doubt about it. All right. Yeah, TJ Scottzilla says the same thing, man. He says Saints need more weapons. All right. Eric said, I think Pete got the phone call from Sean. Yeah, man, what you doing, man? You gonna take the job? Yeah, but coach, if if they start getting mad, they're gonna count, they're gonna talk about me. Oh, don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Just let Dennis handle the smoke. Okay, I can do that. So, I mean, that's what it probably. <laughs> but anyway, Carmichael's the dude, man. Well, let's see what's going on. Wayne says, I'm looking forward to watching the New Orleans Bray. I am too, Wayne Brownlow. Who that to you, fam? I am too, bro. It's been a long time since we seen the USFL. I remember that uh, back in the 80s, man. That was a long time ago. They played in the Dome that one year. And then they moved around. It wasn't very good. But it was still cool to see a professional team in the city of New Orleans, along with the Saints, you know, it's still pretty cool to see that. It's kind of a change of scenery thing, you know. And plus, it's summer football, so that's another positive, right? That you have a New Orleans professional team during the summer, playing during the summer, and then they lead right to before the Saints start getting busy. So that's that. It fills the gap of professional football for the city of New Orleans, which is pretty cool. Think about that for a second. You know, it's pretty cool to see that happen. The Saints got two professional teams and the Pelicans. We're on upswing here. All right, Uncle Paulie says, hey, Q, I'm excited to see Sam Mills inducted in the NFL Hall of Fame. Me too, Brother Paulie. Uh, Uncle Paulie, good to see him in there too uh, as well. It's been a long time coming. But we finally got him in there. So we got two of the four Dome Patrol guys. And now I don't know if uh, Pat Swillen or, or Vaughn Johnson gets in there. That probably we'll see down the line. But it, in your opinion, and the Dome Patrol, are there any other members that are Hall of Fame guys that are going to reach through the Hall of I mean, Mike Singletary who was the leader of the Chicago Bears defense that just eviscerated opponents uh, back in the day. He himself said on the NFL documentary about the number one defense in NFL history, he said it was the Saints. He said if they had had an offense, they'd have won a bunch of Super Bowls. That was Mike Singletary said. And the Saints defense, they had the Stone Patrol was a Hall of Fame defense. Right now, we only have two guys in there. That's Ricky Jackson and Sam Mills. Who else? is another guy you can you can really throw in there. They're not gonna go and look at the rest of those guys and you know you know I I, I don't know. I don't think anybody else make it. You can say Pat Swillen, maybe Vaughn Johnson. Who knows? But yeah, truth be told, all the all of the Saints linebackers should be in the Hall of Fame. That was a Hall of Fame defense and the linebackers was the strength of it. But I give credit to guys like Frank uh like Frank Warren and Jim Wilkes and guys like that up front, them big suckers right there, they were really good. They just they were never given any credit. The Saints ran a 3-4 defense, 
And those linemen kept the Saints linebackers able to roam around and make plays on the field because of the upfront three. Jim Wilkes, Frank Warren, those guys were terrific. They were absolutely awesome. All right. Yeah, KT, y'all was watching. Yeah, you see, I'm, I'm slowly warming up to Corral. Yeah, Corral, to me, man, I watched him uh, take apart my LSU Tigers uh, before. The, the guy is terrific, man. I mean, he's a, he gets on the field and he just, just – Make stuff happen, and that's what kind of player you want. Lightning in the bottle. You, he's a dual threat. He can throw the ball, and he start running on you. Ain't nothing you can do about it. I mean, he's he's phenomenal. And you would like, you know, down the line to have a quarterback that's a dual threat guy that gives the defensive fits where they got to, you know, donate a spy to stay in front of him, and that's one less guy that could be out there covering your wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs, and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? All right, uh, let me see who else for that. Yeah, uh, uh, let's see. Robert says, I like the Washington Water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Washington Whataburgers. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's what they need to do. Yeah, the Whataburgers. Hell, they got the same colors. The color scheme is the same. You know, they got, it got the, the W on there. You could just put a little line on there. The Washington Whataburgers. You know what I'm saying? The Washington Whataburgers, man. That's what I'm talking about. The Whataburgers. That'll work. What's up, Ramsey? Who that to you? Fam said Mike Thomas better watch out with messing with them demons. <laughs> the worst version of Mike might come out. There you go. All right, Big Sean. What's up, fam? Say with Dennis Allen as head coach, I, I tell you one thing. Our defense will stay intact offensively. That's what a question mark says. And credit to Hoodie because Hoodie said that. He made the comment the other day. What's up, Muse, baby? He said he made the comment the other day about Dennis Allen is the head coach. So, Marcus Williams stays. <laughs> like, you know what? That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. But offensively speaking, man, the offense, if you really look at the Saints offense family, the entire who that nation, if y'all really go and look at the Saints offense, go and pull up. And I'm going to do it tomorrow. Matter of fact, tomorrow I'm going to do a show. I'm going to pull up the offensive depth chart is what you got right now. And I'm going to show it to you. Then I'm going to show you the cap figures. We did that on TSC Q&A live. Uh, a, a couple of uh, what was it, a couple of days ago yesterday well i put all that on the screen i showed you your current depth chart i showed you the guys that's not going to be that that are free agents right now and the restricted and ex- exclusive restricted free agents showed all that showed the money then we had a little table we went in to try to break it down and yeah you're gonna have to work some jelly to get that money down because uh right now they's listing at 50 million but it's really higher than that it's it's they got a position because different uh, uh, ec- uh, NFL economic sites are reporting it differently. Like some have it at it's, it's listed in according to what I'm seeing between those economic sites between 50 to 70 million dollars that the Saints will have to come down. So, yeah, some dead money on there and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, with all that in the, and that's the second straight year that the Saints knew that they knew they were going to be faced. The, the, the big, you know, fact, the big. The fact that you're in the red right now is not a surprise to anybody. Remember, we had this these conversations right after the end of the year. Well, pri- previously, really, you could say going before the year when we went up and then lost to Tampa Bay and Superdome with full turnovers and that bull crap. That year, before that year started, if you can go back in the, show, the show's archives and you could play me sitting in with this, the great Saint think tank talking about what happens after this year? We was going into the following year. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all remember that. We talked about that year 
It's easy to lose sleep when you're worried about your health insurance plan. But when you have a family counting on you to take care of them, having the right coverage is more important than ever. Anthem Health Keepers plans can help. With low to no cost coverage for you and your family. So you never go it alone. That's our anthem. Click to learn more. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Which was that same year the Saints lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs. And then we talked about the next year, which was, you know, this year that we're currently in. And the fact that the Saints have to go through two seasons of what they would term salary cap hell before the third year you come out smelling like a rose. So that was all a part of the whole the whole breakdown was that we knew going into it that first we had to get 100 million down. And then the next year was going to be 50 plus million, whatever it was. And then. Each time you was going to lose veterans like last year, you lost a buttload of veterans and that you had to keep it simple. You didn't want to put too much. You, you see what I'm saying? So, I mean, they had to play little uh, 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 monetary moves and stuff like that. Only problem is you have a certain amount of contracts that you're going to have to draw from to get that 50 plus million underneath to the black again, to get your books in the black again. And you got until March the 16th to do it which would put that right at just over a month's time, just under a month's time for the saints to start working their jelly. So right now between February, what today is February the 17th was well, about to change in, in a few minutes to the 18th. But anyway, you got till now until March the 16th to get that underneath to get your books in the black again out of the red. So, I mean, we, but we knew this going into it. We look at all the ones there. We talked about this ad nauseum about, yeah, we got this and then because the Saints sold out for the Super Bowl the year they lost to Tampa Bay. That's why they put all that money up. They was putting, pushing all these chips to the table and they failed. They crapped out. They failed. They crapped out. So the next year, the Saints had to get all that money down just to get back up there and did an admirable, admirable job. Despite all the stuff they was throwing at, they still finished nine and eight. One more win got you in the playoffs door. But regardless or not. The Saints, we knew that there were going to be two seasons of salary cap difficulty that the Saints would have to fix. So at some point, you're going to see some releases. I wouldn't be surprised if Malcolm Jenkins get released. You're going to be seeing several uh, contract restructurings and no doubt about it. You might see a trade here or there. You know what I'm saying? It depends. You know, the Saints have to get their offensive line together. They have to get it together and they have to get the answer. All right. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, KK, what's up, baby? She says, uh, Will Smith should get in. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Will Smith, Paul Will Smith. 
Yeah, so I mean that 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 will be fun to see him getting that. A Gundam says, "Q question. I heard that Coach Payton is upset with Dennis Allen restructure of the Saints staff. Is 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 the is accurate? Have you any insights? I I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that Coach Payton was upset about Dennis Allen's staff. I know that a lot of people. I don't know if it's Coach Payton, but I know a lot of people. Uh, some of the well, they're not big people, but some people." I guess attached to the team was upset by the fact that they got rid of the strength uh, deal ripple. They got rid of him because he was there for a long time. I don't know what was the reason for doing that, uh, you know, for, for busting that move. I don't know, but a lot of people didn't like that move exclusively. Some players involved too, because that man was there for years. He was there for years with coach Payton. And for you to just like cut him the first move you make, I don't know if he, uh, if he, uh, I don't know if he pissed in Dennis Allen's cornflakes, or or or, or have him, uh, uh, play tricks on him, and put a pie for him to sit in at the. At the <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he did, but you know, at the end of the day, they, uh, that that's what I heard. I heard people wasn't happy about them getting rid of that strength and strength coach. I, I that's what I heard. I don't know if it was Coach Payton though. All right, thank you for the question there, uh, Gundam. Appreciate you, bro. All right, good to see you, Professor. Who that tell you, man? Uncle Paulie says, uh, "Hey Q, do you have a break? Do you see it having a breakout year next season? Passing your Roach, Bond, Peyton Turner, Pete Werner, Shy Tuttle, or uh, Granderson? Who? Well, man, that's a tough list of breakout season. I would hope Peyton Turner would be the guy." That we that would have a breakout. Really, I would like to see Davenport have a breakout season, Uncle Paul. I don't see him on your list right there. But he should be listed on that list there with the rest of those guys. But Davenport, that's what I want to see a breakout season from Marcus Davenport. That's what I want to see, Uncle Paul. I'm gonna throw him on there. It's time for him to step up in the final year of this contract and he making more money. He need to step up and show that he worth the paper. You know what I'm saying? We know we got Peyton Turner waiting in the winds. But Davenport need to show us up this year, no doubt about it. So I'm going to throw him on that list, Uncle Paul. That's what I think they need to step up. And then we got one more here before we get ready to roll. Uh, Ramsey said, hey, Q, how about doing a poll with the fan members on how long will the New Orleans, will the new USFL uh, last? <laughs> I say two years because NFL don't like competition. Well, uh, I don't think, you no, know, they don't. In most monopolistic uh a giant succubuses don't like competition. They want to sit up there and eat all the fish by themselves. They don't want to share with another squid. But I think the NFL uh, is going to use them just like they use a lot of leagues, man, like uh, farm leagues. And it would be it would behoove the USFL and the XFL to combine their leagues together. It would behoove them to do that. And I would even say that the the the, the best way to do it is is to go where the NFL refuses to go. If you want success, and I was thinking about this years ago, saying that the NFL needs competition, then you'll see the rules change. You'll see them get rid of the commissioner. See, they're doing that because they're sitting up there. They they, 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 they big pocket, big breasted, their head sticking up in the air. They're real arrogant because they know they're sucking up all of the, the professional dollars and you know and they got command and, and all this kind of stuff. So, But when you start getting competition in there, they're not so arrogant because you have a a place to fixate at. So, but you know, I think the USFL and the XFL should combine uh, leagues start in the summers and then ultimately build yourself up over time. 
because the NFL is going to use you as a farm league. And whatever innovations you start, they're just going to steal them from you because that's all they do. They're a bunch of creeps. And outside of that, I would say the success, if you really want people to buy into what you're doing, start going places where the NFL would never go. Like go to Alabama and put a team there. Go to Mississippi and put a team there. Go to uh, 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 Nevada. Go to uh, 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 you know, team strong hotbeds, uh, uh, sit, uh, country, uh, areas around the country that love football, professional football, but the NFL will never go there. That's where you go, and you go there to the biggest city in the state without a football team and give them a football team. That's how you start building, and that's how you get the support uh, of people like that. Make it their own, you know. So I mean, that would be my advice. And that when I was a child, that's what I was thinking. Like I would. Imagine like I had uh, even wrote it all down, man. It was crazy. Like I had created my own football league. I was the owner of this. What would I forgot what I called it? I forgot. This was when I was a youngster, man. Like I was eight years old, seven, eight years old. And I was like, I'm going to start my own league. That's how I was. And I wrote down, I called it, whatever I called it. I long forgot it. And then I looked at a map that I had. I went and got a, a, a map. It was an old globe we used to have in our house. And I went and pulled, wheeled that globe and, uh, in the middle of the flow and I had my notebook and I looked at the United States on there and I looked at all the cities there as much as I could see. And I started writing down some of the names of some of the cities and I came up with nicknames and some of the nicknames was like the Phoenix Renegades and the, what was it? The Mississippi Atomics and all this. This is what I was, you know, I forgot what the Alabama team was, but I had named them all, but that would be, and I was like, yeah, that would be a good idea because you would go there and you would put teams where uh, places where the NFL would never go and put a team in Alabama or Mississippi, even though that's where a lot of football talent comes from, Mississippi and Alabama. You see? You see what I'm saying? You know, that's what you that's where you go. That's where you put your team. Arkansas, a lot of talents there in Arkansas, a lot of talent in Oklahoma. You see what I'm saying? Go there and put teams in those hotbeds of talent. They'll take it on as their own. And that's how you start growing. That's how you're growing with the arrogant, big-headed NFL refuses to go to those places because they too, they so uh, hell-bent and greedy over a dollar that they're trying to stick two teams in the same market like they do with the Jets and the Giants and the Raiders. I mean, not the Raiders, the, the Rams and the and the Chargers. You know, they won't they won't double up the money. Now, each one of them, I said this before, but each one of those teams go somewhere else. Should be a rule where you only have one team per market. You don't need two teams in the same market. I don't care how big the market is. Because it takes from other people that could use a team. You know what I'm saying? So the, you have the Raiders there. Let the, I mean, the Rams there. Okay, what about the Chargers? Chargers go back to San Diego. But see, that won't happen because the people ain't stupid down there. They wasn't going to pay for that damn building. <laughs> they say our schools and our schools and roles more important. Thank you, DJ. DJ Jackson, just to subscribe. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you and welcome to the show, DJ. All right. But yeah, that's what I would look at. Right. Oklahoma City says, oh, Henry, what's up, bro? That's what that's that's how you do it. You got to go to the places where the NFL got his nose up in the air and you go to them and you make give them the team. It ain't hard. Like I said, it, but it takes people having vision and not being greedy. And most of the time these people are greedy. They don't have the vision that it's going to take uh, multiple leagues coming together with shared resources to topple the behemoth juggernaut NFL that have been sitting up there for 75 years with no real competition. So for real. For real, they have all kind of congressional power. They shut down investigations like the Saints thing showed me one thing about the NFL. I don't know too many teams that took on the NFL like the Saints family members did. They had all kind of lawsuits on the NFL about that no call. It woke up a lot of stuff. 
And at the federal level, they had it all that batted down. But they had one dude from Mandeville lawsuit was able to get that because he had it right before the monetary threshold. And he was able to go. I think he might have been bought off, bought off or something. But his had he had an opportunity to, to really his lawsuit could have taken it far. And you could have had the books open up on what kind of operation you're running over there. Because a real commissioner would see what happened to the Saints as an injustice and would have simply replayed the game in between where you have the Super Bowl and other game instead of disappear for seven days and don't reappear the day before the Super Bowl and refuse to take questions on what, why are you going to replay the game or not? And then tell a lame ass excuse that I can't, we can't afford to play the game. And if who got more money than the NFL, they damn sure ain't paying no taxes. They totally tax exempt. They're getting all the money. <laughs> Most of the team's uh, concessions and the utilities are paid for by the family basis. So what you're talking about it to be too expensive. Absolute boulder dash, man. In this new thinking world, people will be critical thinkers. They won't get away with that stuff. But anyway, listen. Yeah, it, Big Sean said he need an NFL team in Baton Rouge. They can play out of, uh, out of Tiger Stadium. See? So, I mean, yeah, it'll be cool. Uh, Davenport 20 sacks Hall of Famer says, <laughs> oh, see, there, here we go. Pete Carmichael, Jameis QB1, let's go. Big Q. Offensive line, wide receiver at 18 and other at 50. He says, I'm leaning O-line at 18. Jameis with O-line is better than Bucks Jameis with wide receivers. Yes, indeed. Um, it's a part of it with the uh, the Elvin Kamara thing really throws a – because you're looking at it you're saying if, you know, Jameis Winston, Elvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, because that was the vision. Uh, Kamara won't be there initially. He'll miss some games because of this. We'd be lucky if he does like three or four games. I'll be like, man, he they they they, they took a Kamara away for a month. I'll be like, damn, okay, he got away with one. But I'm thinking like double that. And if you're dealing with Goodell, it might you know don't be surprised if he takes you away for a year. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way with that guy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, KK says uh, San Antonio. Yeah, that San Antonio would be a beautiful place to have a, a team. You know. San Jose is a good place. See, these are great suggestions. San Jose, these are people that love football, professional football. Yep, look, Eric says they can go to San Antonio, St. Louis, San Diego. All these teams had markets before, but they, like San Diego, they left because the people wanted to, they was trying to uh, uh, arm t- hog tie the people. They wanted to pay for this big stadium that the owners are going to make all this money off and the people ain't going to get no gonna get none of the money from. You want us to pay for this building? We're not going to get nothing from it, dude. Not only when we pay for it, when it gets built, but you're going to want us to pay a large percentage of the utilities. What kind of bullshit is this? What you doing? Well, that's how everybody else stuff is going. You need to be happy you're going to have football. Nah, man, you can take that team and get your ass up out of here. We're going to take that money and spend it on our roads. We're going to take that money on and spend it uh, where it belongs on the people, not on your smell ass, who are a, a billionaire twice over. Want me to pay for all your stuff. And then they're going to call these people out here welfare people. <laughs> I tell you, one of the some of the worst people in the world is the corporate welfare people. But they don't get none of the smoke for all of the, the free money that they get from the taxpayers. Like I said, it boy pays to be. It pays to know about economics. It really does. One more question, fam. Then we're going to be out. Uh, Ramsey says, uh, uh, hey, Q, do you think Tom Brady would be back in the league in a couple of years? Tom Brady, try, the word on the streets, Tom Brady trying to, he looking at locations where he want to play. He not, he even though he retired, now rumblings behind the scene that he, in the right situation, he will come back and play. He still wants to play. Remember, he did say he want to play till he's 50. I thought that was a joke, but it appears to be not a joke. It appears to be that he really wants to do that. <laughs> 
So I, I, it, anything is possible with Tom Brady. He just don't know when to say no, man. You know, but thank you for that, Ramsey. All right, fam, that'll do it for the show. I appreciate y'all for chiming in, man. Much love to the fam. Uh, please feel free to hit the like button. Please feel free to subscribe like DJ Jackson subscribed today. Welcome to the fam, DJ, uh, as well. And uh, hit the, the notification buttons as well. Listen, family, I will return a Friday. We'll start the stream or uh, we'll start the stream probably about maybe six o'clock tomorrow. And then, of course, we'll have the Pelican Post Game Report at nine o'clock on the Pelican Post Game Report channel on YouTube. If you're a Pelican person, thank you very much. Please feel free to join me and DC over there and the rest of the flock as we're going to talk about the game tonight. The, the scrappy effort by the Pelicans coming from behind. It fell short against Luka Doncic, man, put on a, a, a clinic against the Pels. The credit to the Pels, they fought all the They fought back and, you know, came close, but didn't just ran out of time, simply couldn't get enough stops. Uh, and then we'll have a recap of the season thus far. We'll open up the phone lines and we'll talk about Pelicans. We'll talk about it all. So we'll be back tomorrow on the Sports Coma. We'll also we'll open the phone lines on this show as well for you guys to give your thoughts and we'll talk some more things. It'll be about six o'clock. Uh, Davenport uh, 20 Sacks Hall of Fame. I sure hope so, man. <laughs> I sure hope he do that shit. All right, so much love to y'all, fam. I'm going to holler at y'all later. Who that to you? Yeah. Well, all right. Like you always say, welcome, welcome, welcome. Number one sports talking deed. We ain't like the Falcons. We won't blow the lead. Look, all we talk is who that? Who got cut and who back? Rookies in the vets. Players you should look at. It's the sports coma. You don't want to miss it. Got the pre-game, party, post-game statistics. Get a visit from Swain. Maybe DC or five. It's the hottest thing smoking, big Make sure you subscribe in the views inside the Saints locker room high. Talk to Drew, Jordan, Zach, Peyton, New Orleans, who that nation. Best believe when I say we be golden black. Ain't a miracle or rivalry could ever hold us back. No, Beast Quake, Bounty Gate, let the truth be told. It's the sports coma. All we know is say Super Bowl. Yeah. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network.
It's easy to lose sleep when you're worried about your health insurance plan. But when you have a family counting on you to take care of them, having the right coverage is more important than ever. Anthem HealthKeepers plans can help. With low to no cost coverage for you and your family. So you never go it alone. That's our anthem. Click to learn more.